Back again. Welcome to Gay Side Stories, you guys. Where the gay shit goes. I'm your host, Trillificent. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. Remember, you can listen to this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app, or at GaySideStories.com slash shows. Also, remember to use the hashtags GaySidePod and PodsByQPOC when you're live tweeting or posting about the show. Those hashtags, they do help people find shows and whatnot. And as you know, I am trying to grow and help our community with the pods by qpoc hashtag and directory so i would really appreciate it if you guys use those hashtags when you tweet about my show when you're listening send in your gay side mail to gay side stories at gmail.com letters compliments show topic ideas stories whatever it is that you want to send in Go ahead and do so. And speaking of stories, just to give you guys an idea of the kind of things that you can send to the inbox, I want to talk a little bit really quick about this guy that I just interacted with over the past week. And when you listen to the rest of this episode, you'll see how this actually fits. The timing was spot on. So I'm on Jacked, which anyway, I come across this guy, a small guy from Dallas or lives in whatever. Dallas and he messages me we message back and forth we start texting but his attitude kind of graded my nerves a bit but I was like it could just be me being surly so let me just continue to see what the conversation is like where it goes etc etc so he texts me one day what am I doing and blah 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 he asks me if I'm coming to Dallas and I'm like not that I'm aware. I'm like, who's going to pay for it? And it launched into this whole tirade of I'm the bottom. And I can't believe you asking me to pay for stuff. And blah, 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 blah. and I knew that he was joking. But I also know that a lot of times that kind of stuff is rooted in. If not seriousness, then a deep seated wish. And the other thing with that was his quote unquote joking. It just wasn't funny. And so he kept going on and on and on. And I was kind of flat in my responses because it wasn't funny. And for whatever reason, he didn't pick up on that. And it got to the point where I'm just like, look, we don't really know each other like that to be joking. So let's, let's do better. And he had some kind of response that was real flippant. And if anybody knows me, you guys know, I don't, I don't suffer other people's attitudes, especially if I'm being nice and I'm not giving you a reason to have an attitude with me. If I'm just answering your questions and doing whatnot, honestly, and you start kind of being catty about the mouth, then that's my cue to check out. So I checked out and he texts me later that evening. It's like, oh, so you're just not going to talk to me for the rest of the evening And I saw it later because I was busy recording and I did text him late. I was like, I was busy. He was like, oh, okay." And I'm just like, "Okay." Fast forward a couple of days. He texts me on this past Friday and he's like, oh, good morning. Happy Friday. And um, do you just not want to communicate with me and be honest? Everything was be honest, be honest, be honest. And I'm like, I haven't given you any reason to suspect that I haven't been honest, but okay." 
And I told him, I said, I don't have a problem communicating with you, but we don't know each other well enough to know how the other communicates and how the other jokes. So let's get to know each other better before we start doing all that. You would have thought that I called his mama the fattest, roundest, non-cookingest bitch ever in life. He just went on this whole, again, tirade and was like, I can't believe you haven't gotten over that. And I put LOL on my messages. That means I'm joking. Don't you know what LOL means? And at that point, I said, you know what? I'm on disengage completely because my my instinct, hashtag niggy sense, was ready to go off because what you're not going to do is try to talk to me like I'm stupid just because I don't like your jokes or I don't like the way you choose to communicate with me. And I'm being honest and telling you that. But I didn't. I held back and I said, you know what, based on how this conversation is going and your flipping attitude, we don't need to communicate any further. Have a nice day. And I blocked them in text and I went to jacked and I blocked them on jacked as well because say what you want. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. I'm I'm not about to sit here and explain to you why the way you're speaking to me is trash when I don't know you. If I tell you these are the things we need to do at, on both ends to be able to communicate and your immediate response is defensiveness, you will suck my motherfucking dick. And I don't mean that in a good way. Kiss my black ass. But I didn't say that. Like I said, I kept it classy because I, I was at work and I really didn't have the energy to be doing all that. I knew once if I opened that door and let that other Gemini twin come out to play, it would have been a wrap. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm going to disengage. Enjoy your life. And hopefully you find someone that likes that type of joking and sense of humor and all of that. I say all that to say, again, those are the types of stories that you guys can write into the show and I'll read them on the show. Maybe we can interact about it. Gaysidestories at gmail.com. Also, I am still looking for a guest or guests to come on to the show to talk about alternate types of relationships. I'm talking about polyamory, thruples, which is a terrible word, but okay. All of that kind of stuff. So if you're interested, reach out on Twitter or again, send an email to gayshousestories at gmail.com and we can work that out. Lastly, I want to say rest in peace to Jamel Myers. That was the nine year old that took his life after coming out as gay and being bullied. He had already been being bullied for a school year prior, came out, went to school, was bullied and within four days took his life. And for a more succinct and passionate breakdown of that and also why it is not okay and is really tired of, you know, people, celebrities and whatnot using harmful language and just being like, oh, I was young. I didn't know no better. Listen to last week's episode of The Read entitled Toy Story. At the end, Kid Fury and Crystal really gave a pretty much spot on interpretation of that why it's trash and why he and she and i and i'm sure more pe other people are fed up i'm tired of the oh i was young i'm tired of the i didn't know no better i'm tired of the well where i grew up blah 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 who cares about any of that it there's no geographic location there's no hood there's nowhere 
on this planet where the F word or other words that we know are used to demean this community were used in a positive way. So kiss everybody's ass on that. But again, listen to the read on that. But again, I just want to give a moment of silence for little Jamel Myers. All right, hopefully he is resting in peace. And now let's get into this episode. Enjoy. All right, I am here with Teddy, the actually the first trans man I've had on the show. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to be on. And I think that this is going to be a very good conversation I anticipate that I will probably learn some things and hopefully my listeners will too. But before we get into that, let's play a game and let's, you know, let's do a little icebreaker. So we're going to start with the queer query. Question. First up, rapid fire question. So I'm going to say a word and you say the very first thing that comes to mind without pausing to think. All right, let's go. First word, faith. Evans. Truck. Driver. Star. Search. Show. Intel. Taste. Buds. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's tickling me. (laughs) (laughs) That's real though, Star. Search. Taste. Buds. Listen, that's... Star search. Oh man, you're bringing out the age in me. <laughs> I had to. I had to compose myself on that first one because when you said Evans, <laughs> okay. Next question: What song or songs do you play when you're ready to turn up to get you in the mood? Like when you're ready to party. Honestly, I'm a huge Three Six Mafia fan. Hey. Um. So, I would have to say. Who Run It by 3-6 Mafia. Okay. Good selection. Good selection. Definitely. (laughs) All right. Last question. And then we can consider the ice broken. Oh, this might be a little heavy. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Hmm. Um, jeez. In 10 years, alive, healthy. Um, I've honestly done everything it is that I've, I've wanted to do. Um, so I, at this point, it would just be more or less like traveling the world and just doing more stuff with what I love. Um I'm a simple dude. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, um, always looking to work on myself um, and just try to live my best life. 
nothing wrong with that. Shout out to you for that. We all need to be out here trying to live our best life. So 10 years from now, I hope I'm doing just that. And whatever that encompasses, whatever it entails, I will be open to receiving it as long as I'm enjoying my life, you know? Yeah, that's the, honestly, that's the that's the best part of it. Um, there is no living if you can't just enjoy your life, enjoy mm-hmm. doing something that you love. Right. And it doesn't have to always be big, grandiose things. It doesn't mean yachts in the Mediterranean. Like if <laughs> enjoying yourself means sitting down with a glass of wine and a bowl of popcorn a la Olivia Pope. If it means... <laughs> corona and ps4 if it means going skating like it could be simple things you don't have to be out here trying to keep up with the joneses to be able to say i'm enjoying my life that's that's true i've i've always believed that the the little things and the simple things mean the the most to people yeah without having to you know live beyond your means because we can mm. That's, listen, <laughs> listen. A lot of people out here flexing, and hey, I mean, shout out to those flexes. I, you know, I'm not here to hate or judge nobody, but I'm not here to hate. But I'm also not contributing <laughs> to your GoFundMe if things exactly. go awry. That's all I'm gonna say. Just because you decide to, you know, pop bottles and rent Ferraris while down in Miami and. Next thing you know, you got a GoFund account to pay your rent. It's not happening. So I'm, a, I'm good, love. Enjoy. But shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that the ice is broken, we're going to slide on to the main topic. So, because you are the first trans man that I'm having the pleasure of actually talking to and interviewing, I had a, I don't want to say a standard list, but I had some things that I wanted to go down to and talk about to not only give myself a better understanding of the things that you guys go through in your experience, but also for my listeners, for people who may not be as familiar with trans men. Because it's my firm belief that in the LGBTQIA spectrum, trans people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. Listen, it could all be so simple. It could, (laughs) but, you know, but in that spectrum, I feel like trans people's voices are the least heard. And even within that, I feel like trans men's voices are the least heard. So I feel like it was very important to me to have someone on. And so I'm glad that you agreed to come onto the show. So first, I want to talk a little bit about lifestyle. So tell me a little bit about your your acceptance of being trans and what your coming out experience was like, if you had one. Um, To be honest, everything flowed so smoothly. Um, you know, um, and when I say this, it, it doesn't take away from somebody else's, um, coming out story or, um, struggles that they may have encountered. Um, I do want, you know, listeners to know that everybody's story is different. Um, my story in particular, it, it flowed natural. Like, uh, it was, 
I think the most challenging thing was getting people to um, come on board with the pronouns. Um, Uh And still to this day, you know, like people like um, it's kind of like that saying you can't teach your old dog new tricks. So it's like as far as like my grandmother and stuff, like sometimes she'll still slip up, you know, and I just give her that eye and uh, she changes it or she'll catch herself um, before it fully comes out. So I think that was the most challenging part of it all was um, just getting, you know, family on board as far as um, to not misgender me, especially out in public. Right, right. That was that was the biggest thing. Okay, so when did you realize that you were trans? Was that an early revelation? Um, or was it later? It it was it was early. Um, like I've I've always been. I hate to say rebel. Um, I hate to use that term, but I've I've always went against the norm. So it's like, even when I was, <clears throat> excuse me, even when I was dating females, um, it was kind of rare that you caught me with a feminine female. Mm-hmm. Um, I would date dominant females or studs, ags, as you would call it. Um, but at a younger age, uh, it was more or less like. I knew that I was different from a lot of females. Hell, I shit. I had a had a mustache at the at the age of nine, Whoa. and I never cut it. Like okay. I just, <laughs> I never cut it. I just always just rolled with it. Um, but I didn't really mentally. I didn't know what it was. I mean, at a young age, you're not really thinking about really what you're going through or experiencing um internally until you get older and you actually start doing research yourself about you know what you're feeling and what's going on with you yeah that makes sense you you have the feelings but you don't necessarily have the lingo to go with it at a younger age correct so it was more or less like me just gradually learning myself, learning who I am, learning what I like, learning what I'm attracted to, things like that. Um, and and even like as far as dysphoria, it's just like I've never really experienced anything like that. It was more or less just like embracing my body for what it was. Okay, makes sense. So since you brought up body, I want to talk a little bit about healthcare because I had a trans woman on a friend of mine named Bianca and we talked about some of the things that she's gone through. And because again, the, the trans woman's voice is a little bit more elevated. I'm not saying that trans women are out here just plastered all over. I knew a little bit more going into it, but I can be honest and say I know virtually nothing when it comes to trans men's health care. So tell um, me a little bit about that. Um, it's 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 basically, you know, um, mental health mm-hmm. is first, you know, you have to make sure that you're mentally prepared 
to go on this journey uh, mentally and emotionally more than physically. Um, so it's just like here in Boston, uh, there's there's a health center, uh, Fenway Health, um, some amazing physicians, amazing therapists, um, where you're able to talk about you know what you're feeling and how you're feeling uh without being judged and you know as far as going through the whole transition and process they make sure you know that they thoroughly engage in conversation with you to make sure that this is a hundred percent what it is that you want to do um because the worst thing that you can do is say that you're ready for something um and mentally and emotionally you say yes i'm on board and then years down the line you're realizing that you made the biggest mistake of your life because there are uh physical changes that are permanent um and i've actually you know experienced talking to some people who um have stopped transitioning because it wasn't it wasn't what they wanted to do so i think the mental is more to me important it's it's more important than the physical gain mm-hmm. because if you yeah if you if you're mentally I, I you know it's it's kind of like with everyday life you can say that yeah you're ready for something and want to do something um but that doesn't mean that you can't sleep on it and change how you feel no that makes complete sense you know it's a process like you do have to talk to a therapist Mm -hmm. um and you know get a therapy letter before you even um start taking testosterone and you know they have to make sure also too you know that you don't have any health issues going on with you um because there you know there's some testosterone that could have you know it could um make the situation worse as far as your health so you you just have to be mindful um one about you know what you're either injecting into your body or um placing on your body you know things like that and you know they 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 work to make sure that this is a hundred percent what you want to do not what somebody else wants you to do like i.e your partner or you know your family or you know somebody like persuading you to do this they want to make sure that you're thoroughly it's it's what you want to do yeah that makes perfect sense did you have any issues finding healthcare providers or was it pretty smooth Um, it would honestly it was it was smooth it was smooth to me. Um, like I said, uh, Fenway Health, shout out to them again. Um, I have some amazing people down there, you know, uh, went to a therapist, talked to a therapist, um, actually had quite a few sessions um, with the therapist. And, you know, after that, um, I got my letter and uh, I started taking testosterone and, um, you know, the the one thing I do want to say is just because you, you do start, you know, um, taking testosterone, uh, that doesn't mean that that is is that's only half of the battle. You know, um, you still deal with mental and emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. 
you know, to this day, there's there, there's still some times where uh, I'm, I'm not questioning uh, my transition, but, you know, um, you try to keep your levels balanced, you know, so it's just like you you definitely you have to make sure that you stay up to date with making your appointments and things like that, because when your levels are off, it definitely affects you as as an individual and you can tell like you can tell your body starts feeling different um emotionally you may start feeling different physically you may start feeling different so it's just like it's it's i think overall when it when it comes to transitioning is make sure that you're keeping up with your health like that's honestly the number one thing because you're not going to be good to anybody in this community laying six feet under. That's a word. Woo. All right. Let's shift gears a little bit. What about employment? Have you had any issues with employment or has that too been pretty smooth for you? Um, I'm a truck driver. Um, own my own company um the i, I <laughs> it's crazy i think when you transition um when you when you've been at a certain place for a long time and you transition with that uh in a certain place i.e with the same employer and people are actually seeing you go through your transition i think that can be one of the hardest things as opposed to either not working and transitioning and somebody meeting you for the first time like like the place that i work out of um it's a big market you know where i load my truck out of so there's people there that basically went through my train me transitioning you know what i'm saying like uh -huh. they seen changes and stuff like that um and i had uh last uh was yeah last year um had a few issues um of bullying um, but it ended up, you know, working out in my favor. Uh, you, you just, you, you can't please everybody. I'm not here. I wasn't put on this earth to please everybody. You know, I get it. Some people accept things. Some people don't. Um, but it becomes an issue, you know, to me when you're doing something just simply out of hate. Okay. So, you know, I think because I, I, these people seen me and seen the changes that I was going through. It was for whatever reason, it was something that bothered them internally. So they felt that, um, they wanted to, to impose their negative energy on me. Right. Okay. Well, we know that that is not uncommon when it comes to our community, but I'm glad that it wasn't worse because, you know, we've all heard stories about it being a lot worse. And I know that the employment rates for trans people in general are much lower than other pieces of the community pie. But it, that Correct. was a very interesting point of view that you gave about people actually seeing you transition versus meeting you after you've already transitioned. 
Correct. I mean, and don't get it twisted. Your transition is is never over. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's it's kind of it's it's take away the transition part and just say living life. It's like you never fully know yourself. Um, you 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 every day you're finding out something new about yourself. You learn you know you're learning something new about yourself, um, and that's just the part of life um, where you know you can grow old and be ready to you know kick the bucket but there's still gonna be some things that you can learn about yourself you know what i'm saying and that's that's basically like how the cookie crumbles yeah that makes total sense so let's talk a little bit about safety you mentioned a small stint of bullying during your transition at your place of employment i'm wondering though do you take any extra precautions as far as keeping yourself safe is it more of a for lack of a better term privilege because you're masculine presenting that you feel like you don't have to deal with those issues but then it's also coupled with a because i'm openly gay then i have to worry about myself that way um honestly when i i when i go out every day into the world um i don't really think about none of that stuff what people see is what they get um so when people see me and and quite frankly a lot of people don't even know that i'm a trans man right um unless they make it to my you know social media but just everyday life for me i just live my life um I live my life as a man and that's what people see. So it's it's never a question of do I feel unsafe because I'm not out here, you know, um with a with a banner on my back saying, Hey, I'm 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 trans. Like mm-hmm. that's you know, that's not that's not what I'm doing. Um so like I said, it's different strokes for different folks. Um what I say is privilege. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say say that because every individual expresses themselves individually. Um, you know, some people are very vocal about them being trans and have no problem, you know, wearing buttons or wearing shirts and stuff like that. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? If if I had a shirt that says I'm a trans man, I, I would wear it proudly. Um, do I think that my safety... Um, do I think there would be a problem with that or somebody would try to do anything? Uh, no, no. Uh, a lot of people know me in Boston. Um, a lot of people respect me in Boston. So that's one of the things, um, I can say that, um, I'm fortunate to have is because a lot of people do know me. A lot of people respect me. And when I go or travel to other States, these people don't know my business. So it's kind of just like, again, it goes back to, you know, if I'm not displaying it, they see what they get. Okay. That makes total sense. So let's switch gears a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on gender versus sexuality, because given everything that, people know or don't know the information is out there a lot of people still confuse the two so i I think it is always interesting to get 
those definitions from someone who clearly had to make those distinctions in order to really, for lack of a better term, live their best life. So I'm curious about um, how you <clears throat> feel about that. Um, well, gender identity is basically it's it's basically about who you are, um, sexuality, sexual orientation. Um, that's about who you're attracted to, who you fall in love with, who you vibe with. Um, you know, it's it's basically when it boils down to sexual orientation, it's just like. Like I said, um, I'm openly gay male, um, and I have no shame in that. I have no shame in saying what I'm attracted to physically, mentally, and emotionally. Uh, do I find females attractive? Yes. I have no problem saying, you know, oh, I think she's beautiful or something like that. But I know physically um, and mentally who I would vibe with and who I'm attracted to. And I think a lot of times people get that um, misconstrued because they don't realize that there is a difference um, between that. Yeah, I agree. And I think that was probably the simplest way, but the most effective way to define those terms. I think most people should be able to digest that. Should be in the yeah, it's, it's 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 very like it's it's very simple, you know, like gender identity basically is, it's, it's, you know, um, it's uh, like what you feel internally. Um, you know, uh, a lot of times like people's gender identity, it does not fit within to those, you know, being a man or being a woman, which is why there are so many, you know, umbrella terms. um that people are now using. Um, but it's basically just about who you feel you are. You know, internally, I did not feel um, that I was a female. That's not what I identified as. But that doesn't have anything to do with my sexual orientation. Right. It's two different things. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that get on your nerves. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to talk about common misconceptions and annoyances. So I know we talked uh, specifically about one earlier, but I'm curious to know if you have any others that you wanted to talk about before we get into the boundaries issue. Um, it, it more or less like goes back to sexual orientation. I think a lot of times, um, people like to place these labels and titles on people and and don't realize that not every trans man is is straight not every trans man is gay not every trans man is bisexual it's just like every trans man is different they like different things you know and all it takes is asking a person you know what they're attracted to and it's the same thing for trans women you know, there are some like there were some trans women who are lesbians. There are some trans women who are straight. There are some trans women who identify as whatever they, you know, sexual orientation they want to identify as. Um, but I think that that is one that grinds my gears because. Um, <laughs> I want to say this, I 
when it boils down to trans men, I just want people to stop assuming. Um, stop assuming that just because somebody transitions into a male that they're automatically gay or that they have to be gay um, and like you. Um, people weren't put on this earth specifically for a certain individual. And I think that some people just don't understand that. Um, just like you have down low men, you have some down low trans men. You know, it's it's just all about respecting individuality and respecting people's privacy. That makes total sense. And I do think people often struggle with the mentality that everything that I come across, everyone that I come across is not for my individual consumption. So I'm glad that you made that point. Yeah, you, you definitely have some people out here who think they are just the best thing since sliced bread and feel like they can change or get whoever they want. Um, and they take it personally when they get rejected, but they're not understanding why they get rejected. You yeah. know, you can, I mean, you can't change a person. That person has to change on their own. So yeah. it's just like you may, <laughs> you may sit there one year and, and, and want to try to talk to a trans man and that trans man may be like, nah, I'm not really into that. I'm not feeling that respect it. You know, don't go off on a tangent because you got reject rejected. And 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 I do understand people handle things differently. Um, rejection can be one of the worst things that a person possibly faces. Ooh. However, you do have to respect the individual that just because they're rejecting you, that doesn't mean to to sit there and be like, oh, you're a female anyway. Okay, well, I mean, but you was trying to talk to me, so five minutes prior. <laughs> to you getting rejected you was all <clears throat> you was all aboard and now that you're, I'm telling you I'm not interested in you or I'm telling you that's not how I get down you want to resort to misgendering me yeah I did a whole episode about how men specifically but I would say probably people too are not conditioned to understand and accept rejection that it's a part of life so shameless plug if you guys are interested in that i did that with kevin Dwayne from the outline i think that's episode 22 anyway so we talked a little bit about boundaries being one of your yes. annoyances so <laughs> let's get into that a little bit what about boundaries are you finding the most annoying when it comes to dealing with people? Um, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm realizing that some people just, they don't have any, um, and I respect people's forwardness. I'm a very straightforward person. Um, I tell it how it is, whether you like it or not. Um, however, there's levels to this shit. That's that's really the perfect way to sum it up. Now, the best way to describe this is basically like engaging in 
oral sex. Just because one person may like something or how you, you know, like, let's say, for instance, you, Trill. Let's say you was in a relationship and, you know, you was with somebody and they thought you was like a 10 in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But then you meet somebody else and they think in that aspect you're trash. You know what I'm saying? It it it's different strokes for different folks. You know, um, the way you present yourself to one person and how it comes off, and and they may accept it. That doesn't mean the next person is going to accept that type of treatment mm-hmm. or that type of vibe that you're giving off. Okay. So it's 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 more or less like if you find somebody interesting, find out more about the person instead of just jumping into i don't know it's crazy because i find with gay men everything it's like everything quickly um resorts to sexual conversation yeah when a lot of times i just be really just wanting to vibe out and this is me personally speaking i feel like nowadays instead of in relationships and out relationships, I feel like, you know, people don't even know who they're dealing with or talking to because everything resorts to sexual conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's fine if that's how you want to base your situation or who you're dating or who you're in a relationship or, or with who you're trying to get to know. But meeting the next person, they may not be too fond of that. Yeah. Because they, they, you know, they, they, they may just look at you like as a friend and somebody that, you know, uh, they can see being cool with. So, yeah, as far as boundaries go, it's, it's, it's kind of just like stay in your lane. Yeah. If you're unsure, ask. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it does not hurt to ask instead of just jumping, like jumping out the boat with no life jacket on. <laughs> I find that with gay men oftentimes they are either incapable or unwilling to read the room so to speak they have this mindset that if i have decided that this is how this is supposed to work then everyone that i come across should be on the same wavelength and if they're not then there's something wrong with them in conjunction with, I don't know how to disagree with people, so I'm going to start disrespecting them. Case in point, men, gay men, love to tell everyone else how they're supposed to use these apps. Like, it's not up to you to oh, define yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how I decide <laughs> I want to use Jacked. That's not up for you. I... If you want to use Jacked to not have a picture and go straight from one message to dick in hand and mouth or whatever the case may be that's fine i'm I, do what you do but you don't get to get on there and get mad at me because i don't want to interact in that same way i get to decide how i want to handle that situation and i think again a lot of gay men they just don't know or they refuse to read the situation their boundaries right <laughs> you know you cross a whole boundary had, with I've, me i've had that I've had that happen to me actually yesterday oh. um, where I was on Jack <laughs> and 
a guy asked me what it was that I was looking for. And I basically told him, like, I'm looking for friends, cool people to hang out with. Um, understand something. This lifestyle is new to me. Um, and I'm saying new to me in a sense where it, it I, I, I wasn't always a gay male. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I'm, I'm learning every day. I'm learning different stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I said that, it was his response was, well, you know, um, I'm up here in age, so I'm really, like, this is a sex app, and I'm just like, you know, I find it weird that you say it's a sex app because if that was the case, when I opened up Jack, it would say Jack, the number one sex app, the number mm. one hookup app. It does not say any of that. Some people honestly, genuinely are out here just looking for friends or you know looking for connections and like i said that goes back to to each its own if you happen to see somebody and they're just like oh i'm looking for right now i'm 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 looking for sex hey by all means shoot your shot but if that's not the vibe that i'm getting and we're 20 20 deep in the conversation and you come across like so when we meet and they're not it's kind of just like well i never gave you that impression that i was on here for sex so if you was just engaging in conversation with me you know what the end result to be that then shame on you and had you told me that from the jump i would have you know i would have stopped you in your tracks right it's just like we're all here for our own individual purpose and that was a very odd way to come at you like i'm up there in age as if like i don't have time it's like what (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, I mean, it's, do you have one foot in the grave? I'm confused. Anyway, I think it's right. <laughs> I'm like, if you up there in age, you you really should be out here living your best life. Like, don't stop at me. Like, yeah, like you might as well keep it not moving. Like, time. <laughs> don't even waste your time trying to tell me why I'm wrong. Like, just keep it keep it pushing, Papa. But I think it's a form of not being able to mm-hmm. handle that rejection. Like, you are consciously deciding not to interact in the way that I want to interact and I don't know how to process that or I refuse to learn how to process that and so then it goes into it may not even necessarily tip over into disrespect but then it, it oh sure <laughs> it's that anger <laughs> and it's that then they want to lecture you about your choices and then again I have to agree with you I'm Sometimes I get those messages where they start going off like that. And I'm just like, all of this time that you are wasting sliding your thumbs across your device, you could have found someone by now. Exactly. <laughs> and I've, I, I, and, and, the, uh, what was it? A few years ago, I had a guy. <clears throat> this guy was super cool. Um, engaged in conversation, nothing sexually, um, nothing sexual, excuse me. We exchanged numbers. And he asked for a picture, not not nothing nude, but just asked for a picture. I sent over a regular picture, and he was like, "What's wrong with your chest?" I said, "What are you talking about?" He was like, "Um, you have scarring on your chest." And I said, "Well, um, I'm a trans man, and that right there. Oh, why did you lie to me? Yada yada yada." And I and I said, "Hold up, partner." I said, "Pump your brakes." I said, "I never lied to you." I said, "It's right there on my profile." I said, that's why reading is fundamental. Mm. So he, I didn't get no message back. And then maybe five minutes later, and, and in my head, I'm sitting here saying, well, he must have went back to the app 
looked at my profile and said, oh, shit. Yeah, I missed that. Oops. <laughs> I, right. So it's like you sitting here trying to blame me, you know, acting like I deceived you or, you know, uh, basically like I deceived you and tricked you into something where mm. the proof was in the pudding. It was right there. All you had to do was read, you know, so now you're upset because you done vibed with somebody who was out the norm for you. And and that's fine because, like, I've had conversations with people where I feel like they were a different type of gay men. Mm-hmm. There were gay men who have never been with females before. And, and I say female as far as the female anatomy. Um, oh, okay. There are gay men who who have, you know. And, and I find it that those who have um, been in contact with the female anatomy are more respectful than those who haven't. Um, and it's just because those who haven't, they are finding themselves in a place where it's just like, holy shit, here I am attracted to somebody who is a man, looks like a man. But they may have something different between their legs. And it's just like, why do you stop there? Mm-hmm. Why do you stop there? You know, if you're vibing with me, that shouldn't matter. Because we haven't even crossed that bridge um, to even start talking about engaging sexually. So it's just like, if you're vibing with me, I feel like a mental vibe is more important than a physical vibe. Because if I can't rock with you mentally, there's no point of us even trying to cross that bridge. What what, what are we going to do? Have angry sex? (laughs) Have confused sex? (laughs) It's You know what I'm saying? It's kind of just like, I have to vibe with you. Yeah, there has to be some some mental compatibility and, and that aura and vibe and everything before you get to sexual compatibility. I do agree with that. And I do think, again, a lot of men, they gloss over that because they're so used to you're a man, you got a dick, I want dick or I want ass and it shouldn't be that complicated. And it's like, it it doesn't have to be that complicated, but you do need to stop and think. And even as a, a cisgender man, in these situations i'm just like okay well let's have a little bit of a conversation so i can know who the hell i'm talking to and they get upset like you wasted my time and and it's just like i don't know you my dude like and you're not catching me at peak horniness levels where i may let some shit slide you know i'm on it i'm walking in my truth on that i'm not perfect i'm 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 still working on myself but most of the time I'm not that hard pressed to have someone in my bed or in my jaws or me being their jaws. Like, and I say this often and I truly do mean it. Like I don't want nobody in my house. So we have to establish some level of comfort for me to even want to be in your presence. When I say I don't want nobody in my house, I don't just limit that to my physical dwelling. I'm talking about right. my personal space. And right. so it takes a level of comfort and some conversation for me to get to that point. And we're not even going to talk about the inability to establish that with people who don't want to show you what they look like. That's a whole different conversation. 
But I am pulling I mean, y'all's whole card on that. <laughs> <laughs> Let listen, it not be listen. misunderstood. Some 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 guys, and and the crazy part about it is not every guy that doesn't have a picture uh, is on the down low. Um, they probably just haven't gotten around to posting the picture. Or they may feel like they're not attractive enough. You know, that's something else I'm learning with gay men. It's like yeah. you have to have a certain physical physique in order for people to even, you know, yeah. pay some attention to It you. is a very um, superficial market. But when I say that, I mean, I am not one to, it's hard for me to vibe with someone if I don't know how they look. Whether you're attractive or not, I don't want to sit here and have this long drawn out conversation with a ghost especially when the reason why more than likely we're having this conversation is because you like how i look but there's yeah, a lot but of then politics that, that boils that. down to that boils down i mean you can you can break that down into rejection too of course <clears throat> because how who are we to say that a good conversation vibe is more important than a physical vibe but yet if we're vibing out with somebody and they don't have a picture maybe in their head they're just like you know let's see how this conversation goes because you can't say and i'm gonna challenge you on this okay. you can't i'm pretty sure you probably can't ever say that you've engaged and had a thoroughly good conversation with the individual without seeing what they look like but as soon as they sent over that picture and they weren't what you were physically attracted to conversation stopped right there and i'm only challenging you this because i know for myself as messed up as it sounds i've done that before um, I've, I've had weeks worth of conversation and <clears throat> It didn't dawn on me that I had an access person to send over a picture, but when they did, it was kind of just like, whoa. <laughs> okay, um. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad that you bringing this up because I think it's a good way to highlight the difference in far, as far as our experience in the gay world. I don't like the term lifestyle because when I was younger, absolutely. Like, if we can have sit up here and have a conversation and, oh, you like this and I like this. Oh, you like oxtail with gravy. I like oxtail with gravy, too. Cool. You know, like right. <laughs> we vibe. And then you show me your picture and you look like oxtail with gravy. And I'm like, ooh. Right. Just left on red. <laughs> right. But now I am at a point where, you know, because I'm a man of a certain age you know i'm 34 years old but i've been doing this shit since i was like (laughs) right and this is why i'm saying this is highlighting the difference because i've been doing this shit since i was like 19 so now i'm at a point where it's like i'm not even going to too much engage in the conversation if i don't know how you look and it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not i'm attracted to you because i may not more than likely i'm not really looking for that type of thing like i'm more so like you like if i'm on there and i i don't mind just having a conversation and leaving it at that it doesn't necessarily have to jump from the app to the bedroom but in any other instance when i'm having a conversation with someone i know how they look so to me most times i cannot get over that hurdle of i don't know who the hell you are i don't know what you look like i don't i'm not able to to bridge that gap 
and make that connection because for me a lot of times if we're having a conversation i'm imagining in my head what you're looking like the faces you may be making when you laugh i'm assume i'm picturing what you look like when you laugh or if i know how you look when you laugh that's what i see and so for someone if i don't i don't i can't bridge a connection with you if i can't know how you look it doesn't necessarily have to do anything because there's to me there's it's different between am i wanting to see how you look because i'm trying to gauge whether or not i want to fuck you or am i just trying to see what you look like in order to facilitate a conversation just so you can have an idea of who you're talking to yeah i get that and some people may look at it as you know us being shallow or something but i mean I, like I tell people all the time, the preference. Everybody has There's their own preference, and I'm going to preference. put this out here. And people, feel free to challenge me if you want to tweet me and talk about it. Feel free to challenge me because you brought up that you having this conversation, and then they show you how they look, and you'd be like, "Ooh, disengage." In my experience, and everyone's experiences are different, but in my experience, the guys that are that I'm not attracted to, I'll put it that way to keep it PC <laughs> have some of the worst conversations. So it's like, I don't even bother. I don't even waste my time because those are the guys for me and my experience. Those are the, Hey, sexy, what you doing? Sexy, what you eating? Sexy. Why are you doing this? Sexy. Why are you doing that? Sexy. And it's just like, this is but not is a the conversation. conversation consistent though. No, it's usually but it's the not conversation. Consistent. It's usually okay. not com- consistent because to me, that's not a conversation. And then again, because I don't know how you look like off jump, I'm not really engaging. So we're not getting right. to that point because you're not getting out of me what you expect because up front, you're not presenting me with anything to connect to, if that makes sense. Nah, it it definitely makes sense. Look at you coming I mean, from my whole car. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I I listen. <laughs> I can agree with what you're saying because I've I've definitely been that person, and like I said, it doesn't mean that I'm a shallow person. It just means that you know, I, I've it's preference. We have to. I you know, know what I'm attracted. Yeah. Right, because not for nothing. Once I see that picture, if you're not, if you're not somebody that I would be uh, interested in vibing with, um, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm keeping it cute right now because I just feel like sometimes you have to watch what you say so that way you don't offend others. Right. Um, but if I, if I see the picture and it's not what i'm attracted to in a sense is gonna piss me off because it's just gonna be like damn i wasted time that i cannot get back and it doesn't matter how good the conversation is i just know that we would not vibe beyond the app like even if it was on some oh you know i like the vibe can we go on a date type stuff if you're not the type of person that i can see myself out there being seen with the answer is going to be no um because i i you know <laughs> no that makes total sense that makes i just total i sense. i hate i hate sounding um like that and i feel like 
if I was to just be blunt and say what it is that I mean, then uh, people would have more understanding as far as what I'm saying. But that's why I'm just like, it's, it's preference. Everybody has preferences. I feel like those who say they don't, I'm calling your bluff. I'm, I'm going to just tell you straight up you're lying uh, <laughs> because yeah. everybody has them. Regardless of whether it's in a physical sense, a mental sense, emotional sense, everybody has a preference to who they would they they can see themselves with, or who you know they could um, get into a relationship with. Right. So, a couple of points, and then we can move into the last thing and wrap this up. I think the word preference gets a bad rep because people gays specifically have kind of weaponized it because they're usually using it in a way exactly (laughs) they're using it in a way that is not just saying this is what i like this is what i don't like they're using it in a way to attack people however i am a strong proponent of always have been and i haven't seen any evidence for me to change how i feel about it i'm a strong proponent of you have to be attracted to the people that you choose to interact with on a romantic and physical level. Now, and I think people confuse I'm attracted to this or I'm not attracted to this with whether or not the person is conventionally attractive. Those are two different things. Right. Because I can see a man and say I'm attracted to this man but I can also be objective and say he is not necessarily conventionally attractive is he going to get thousands upon thousands of followers on Instagram probably not but would I sit on his face absolutely (laughs) you know those are two different things yeah uh, (laughs) I see a lot of the no fats no fems Um, does it bother me no, because like I said, everybody has a preference. I think the thing that does bother people about it is when you say no fats, no femmes, and you're fat and you're femme. <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of just like I get it. You don't want to, you don't want to date who you are. Okay, you know, but I can sit here like you. I can sit here and find somebody that I vibe with find them attractive and then once we get on the phone or excuse me once we exchange numbers and we get on the phone or facetime and i hear that voice for the first time or i see their demeanors it may not be something that i'm necessarily attracted to anymore i think there's a lot of conversation that could be had around acceptance and what you're attracted to because sometimes i see this push for everyone should kind of just be into everything and that's not real life and i think there's a conflation sometimes between it being accepting and tolerant versus being actually attracted to so it's because there's a way to say i am not attracted to heavier men without being on some hateful yeah being negative about it if you ain't never seen the inside of a gym 
motherfucker, you need to put the Big Macs down. And like, so it don't, it doesn't yeah. take all of that. You could just say, I'm attracted to these type of men and leave it at that. No one can really hold that against you because we all like different things. It's when exactly. it becomes it's, negative. It's wording. wording it's when you everything. weaponize it. That's when it becomes an issue. Correct. So to wrap this up, I want to talk a little bit about your feelings on representation and Let's start with how you feel about representation for yourself or for trans men within the community. Like, do you because I I feel like my observation may be projecting a little bit, but I really do feel like in topics, it's like gay men are at the top when it comes to LGBT and then it's like lesbian women and then trans women, then trans men, and then the other sexualities and gender kind of fall below that. They kind of get in where they fit in. Um. Well, the topic of uh, transgender has, within the past couple of years, have really been at the center of attention. Um, as as far, but it's it's not in a it's not always in a positive sense, right? And it's you know still new. When um, I say that, I mean in a as well, far it's, it's, as it's, length. I of think time. what tra- I think with the whole trans men is new, but it's just like you know the topic of trans women has always been there. You know, it's just it just kind of sucks that now when you hear about trans women um, or trans men, it's followed by them being brutally murdered, right? You know what I'm saying. Um, and and that's kind of the thing that sucks um, when you do hear about um, someone being transgender. It's always followed by. Sometimes it's always followed by uh, negative conversation, like as far as the usage of the bathroom, um, you know, the shootings, um, healthcare, being in the military. It's just like you don't you don't really see a lot of positive stuff um being said you know and 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 honestly i can't really say there's not positive stuff being said because there there are positive things being said i think there should be a bigger spotlight um on trans awareness trans health care trans um mental care mm-hmm. um and that <clears throat> Everything kind of, you know, starts at the top of the food chain. You know, you do have people who have gotten themselves in places where they can be a voice for the community um, because they're a celebrity or, you know, because they've run for office or, you know, they've they've placed themselves um, in a space where they could bring it to the forefront of conversation. Um, it's, I think it's timing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think if more people started focusing more on the right things and instead of always shining light on negative things, it would open a lot of people's minds to actually what's going on, um, in the transgender community. You know, I, I agree. So how do you feel about trans men's representation in the media? I think more that can I think more can be done. Um 
but then it kind of crosses a fine line of would that man <clears throat> and i kind of want to stop using the term trans men because at the end of the day we're men um would that man be comfortable outing himself mm-hmm. you know you you have to really think about that first and foremost because there's a lot of people there's a lot of men who aren't comfortable exposing who they are um there are some men who are comfortable you know what i'm saying and they're doing they're they're doing things you know um like fighting for the cause there, there's a lot of uh men out here who are activists and this is what they do 24 7 you know what i'm saying so it's just like shout outs to them big ups to them um you know because they are trying to make a change they are trying to um get trans men you know out there so that so that way there's more of a conversation about us so that we're seen so that we're just not you know in the back just waving our hands like you know i'm here i don't i don't really get into <clears throat> I, i'm not gonna sit here and lie and say i'm an activist or anything like that you know i, I respect everybody's choices and i i stay in my lane i really do i i stay in my lane um i keep it peaceful for the most part um if I'm out and about and I see something happening or I'm off the rip, I'm not going to just sit there and walk by and, you know, ignore it because it doesn't have nothing to do with me. I'm going to stop. I'm going to do something, say something. Um, but as far as everything else goes, like with, with me, I'm just I'm just out here living my life to the like the best I can. Like his so, like I said, shout out to you know, shout out to those people who um, fight the fight. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie and say that I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I, 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 I respect people. You know, I, um, I help if people ask me to help. Um, I share things if people ask me to share. You know, I do, I do what I can do. Yeah. Okay. So last thing, do you because you mentioned that a lot of trans men may not necessarily feel comfortable outing themselves as far as media coverage. And I can understand that, but I'm curious about how you feel about representation just as a blanket. Like you mentioned things about healthcare and whatnot. Do you see trans men getting a fair well, fair is, is not a good term because I know it's unfair, but how do you feel about the representation as it is? Like, not necessarily naming any individuals, just on a blanket. Is there enough talk about trans men, healthcare, or things of that nature? I think within the groups um, that have trans men in them, mm-hmm. you know, um, there are a lot of groups. Um, on Facebook and stuff like that, there's there's always going to be talk. Um, as far as you know, talk as far as the talk going nationally or something like that, I I I would hope that 
it's something that can that can become more of a conversation i should say um because like i said i can't i can't really speak generally i can only just speak on you know what i'm doing personally um what's going on personally in my life um and how are things going for myself you know because my experience isn't going to be somebody else's experience um but overall i do feel like there can be more conversation okay Makes and i sense. feel like there are people out there who who are having the conversation whether or not people are listening that's a whole nother topic though indeed that's a whole nother topic because there there are people who like i said like this is their life. That's what they choose to do. They choose to fight the fight. But are people really listening to them? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That's a whole different tangent about whether or not people are listening. But just curious about how you felt. About yeah, because you, you can always bring a conversation to the table. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's that once you start talking about something that is not going to fall upon deaf ears. Correct. So, in closing, do you have any last parting thought? <laughs> I just, like I said, everybody. I just want everybody to live them life, live their lives, be free. You know, be who you are. Um, for people to respect one another, um, and live your best life. That's 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 really all that this is about. You know, um, I want people to be safe. Um, and just know that the one thing I do want to say is, you know, there, there are outlets, um, you may not be able to find them, but you know, the internet is a wonderful thing. Like if you are experiencing depression, um, suicidal thoughts, um, mental and emotional, um, health issues, reach out to somebody. It doesn't matter if it's somebody you know or a stranger. Um, if people don't want to listen, find somebody who is willing to listen. Um, because we, we, you know, we battle with stuff internally too. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Teddy, I want to thank you again for agreeing to be on the show and i think i learned a lot more about social type things than anything else in this conversation so i appreciate you for that like i said everybody's experience is different you know what i'm saying so it's just like one conversation that you may have with me um i you know we talk about and highlight different areas of you know what what it's like but that conversation may be different with (laughs) you know the next individual right so right so tell people where they can find you um everybody you can find me on ig and twitter at teddy snacks that's teddy snacks with a z at the end um on facebook you can find me at facebook.com backslash yellow bear 617 All right, and we are out of here. Thanks again for having me. 
Well, that wraps things up, you guys. Remember, go to GaySideStories.com. That is the hub for all things to do with this show, to do with me, and everything that I have going on. Email your questions and suggestions and all of that good stuff over to GaySideStories at gmail.com. Please remember to rate on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. Make sure that you are sharing this show with someone. Share it with the coworker, with the friend, with the cousin, whoever you think would get something out of it. Thank you so much for listening. And speaking of listening, if you want a little bit more of me or you want me in a different capacity, you can catch me over on Ratchet Ramblings on the CSPN. That is with Jeremy and Candace, where we do recaps of black reality TV shows such as Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. So check me out over there. And as always, you guys, love yourself. And whether you're a bottom, top, verse, or whatever, protect those walls. And I'm out. I will see you guys next week.